Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Hey guys, my name is Danasia. And my name is Faith. Welcome back to season three of Type A Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, living in new cities, working our first big girl jobs, and of course, all things that come with being Type A Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. How's life? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's going. It's life going. is life. Life is lifing. Um, all the you know times like I prayed for this vibe. Like, um, what's that one song that I don't know all the words to? Oh my god, <laughs> reason not. I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that to shine like this. Like, <laughs> one thing about name, she gonna know all the words to every single song. I'm gonna know the words. I either don't know any of them or I know them all. Yeah, and I'll be watermelon them, or I'll say watermelon to like pretend, or just have my shades on and just wave my fingers and also side note kelly one of our good friends said i look like i'm praise dancing when i'm at the club those words should never be in the same sentence like, and I, club. I'm, sorry, I'm, a, I'm sorry i'm a pk and this is how i jam the music like i just thought it was regular and she's like faith you look like you're dancing the curb like that like, you faster is crazy yeah <laughs> let's get into our rosebud and thorn yes um, if you're new here uh rosebud and thorns will be do every before every episode honestly a rose is something good that happened in your week but it's something you're looking forward to and thorn is something bad or horrible that happened in your week um so strawberry how about you go first okay y'all so Let's start off with my rose, okay? Yeah. Um, I finally have my apartment decorated. I'm recording now. Hopefully there's no echo this time, because if y'all know, the first couple episodes of season three, I was in the midst of moving, and I feel like you could probably hear an echo because there was literally no furniture in here. Right. But now I finally have furniture, and I love it. I'm obsessed. Like, I I think I might post a TikTok and post it on the Type A Black Girls that y'all can see the long-awaited apartment. Because yeah. it took me forever to even find one. So now that it's decorated, like, I feel real good. Yeah. Um, shout out to Wayfair for real. They got everything on time. Um, I was going to kill them at one point because <laughs> that's 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 obsessive. Sorry. <laughs> I was not going to kill them. I was just going to hit them up and email them multiple times. Yeah. Because why did they try to lose my couch? Lo- Losing couch is crazy. Lose my couch. I was like, hmm. Um, my couch says it's been delivered. And I went downstairs. And the guy said, oh, no, we never got any deliveries today for you mm. today at all. And I said, well, there's definitely three packages coming in for, um, you know, an all-black sofa. So where is that at? Mm. I thought somebody stole my couch. <laughs> be stealing, like, for real. You have stuff delivered to your doorstep. You better be there the day it's delivered because they will steal the shoes off your feet while you're walking. Like, mm. do not risk it. So that's how that happened. But it was just way fair. They messed up a little bit, but nothing big. So yeah. now my apartment is finally decorated. Um, I also went to a bridal shower this past weekend. Love. Love. Because <laughs> I haven't been to a wedding in so long. Oh, my gosh. And I missed, like, wedding cake. So this was a little <laughs> taste of that. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Not early. It's the cake. Like, <laughs> I cake see. just seems better at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the love part too. I love that. I love, love that. But I really love the cake. So um, I, I, my cousin that I didn't even know lived here until I moved here. My grandma told me I have a cousin and she's getting married soon. So she invited me. I never met her before. She invited me to her bridal shower. And I'm like, that's awesome. Cause we've never met before. Like I'm meeting you at your bridal shower. Like I just feel like I was so generous. So I'm so grateful that she invited me yeah. and I met all this family. I didn't know I had love family coming out of the woodworks. Love. <laughs> Remember me? No, I met aunts, uncles, cousins, didn't even know I had. So found out I had a tribe here. Um, they asked what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. And to me, that sounds like a nice little plate. Yeah. So I will be kicking it over there because I'm not cooking. Yeah. What am I going to make realistically? <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. Go to Subway and get a turkey sandwich and throw some cranberry sauce on it. In Asia. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to say. Have it your way. Please, never on Thanksgiving. Absolutely not. Listen, it was not giving on cooking, for sure. Yeah, um, you got me there. Okay. You know, my, my stove be collecting dust. Mainly because I just don't have time to cook. Yeah. Like, if well, Faith knows. I be getting home very late, like at like 8 or 9. After yeah. Work. So, like, by that point, I'm not touching a stove whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that's my rose. Um, my bud is that I'm going out for Halloween weekend. Um, Halloween is in two days. I don't have a costume. I don't have plans. So what it's giving is I go into the city and let the plans find me. Wow. Um, that's type B. Okay. No. Life has become very type B lately because I realize no matter how much you try to control things, this is never going to go your way. They're going to go awry quickly. They're going to go every single time. Like yeah. why? why so i really just have become more adaptable since i moved here mm-hmm. um and yeah so halloween will be what halloween will be okay another bud is that um one of my friends that i met out here her name is mia shout out to mia um we both kind of came with this idea to do like a ski trip or like cabin vibes because just because right. we live in new york now like we're close enough to go to like upstate new york or go to like a nearby state that actually has mountains and stuff but we can go skiing and eat eat marshmallows and do hot cocoa by the fire, all that good stuff. So we're trying to like coordinate a trip to go skiing eventually at some point in the winter since there's snow here now and I can do snow things. Love. So that's that's something I can look forward to. Um, and my thorn is that I didn't go to Howard Homecoming and I regret it every single day. Really? Because why didn't I go? Why didn't I go? I should have went. And I see the pictures. I see the videos. It looked lit. Mm. So... I really should have went, but I always have next year, and I may or may not be going to a homecoming to see Faith in November. I don't yeah. know. We'll it's see. kind of far out. Well, I'm not gonna hold you. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's gonna be like two weeks away. Moms, where's the next weekend? I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we pulled together other things very close. Mm-hmm. I might have to go do it. I just got paid, so we gonna have to see if I can book a train. <laughs> Oh, you just you just let me know. You just listen. Know. Just let me know. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, but yeah, I really want to go to a homecoming and not my own because we don't be having performances. Bro, they invited me. I said, where am I going? It's a period. What am I gonna do at you and know these homecoming? There's nothing besides my friends and my family. Yeah. I can see them any other time of the year. They're not I'm not missing back to homecoming. I'm not doing that. Not missing anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spellhouse had Drake and Twenty One Savage. I'm not coming to UNLV. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Sorry about it. We don't even got guests. We just got a parade. Yeah, we have a parade. I don't know what it is about P- PWIs and parades. They love a good parade. Love a parade. And it, they do the little cart costumes. And the they motorcycles. And they, they do a little firework at the end and happy homecoming. That's it. Meanwhile, Flo Millie's over there busting it open on Howard. <laughs> Howard's main stage. I'm like, be for real. If we can just invest that money into, child, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what what PWIs can put more money into? That's yeah. a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, and then my other thorn is that I can't find a silk press girl here in the city. Mm. Don't know where they're at, but the ones I have found are completely booked up. And I'm really afraid of going to like a new salon and then putting a perm in my head. Because I've heard so many horror stories of like um like like places I think they're like Dominican places. I don't wanna like Yes, 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 yes. Blow blowout. Yeah, like Dominican blowouts. Yeah. Um they be sneaking perms in your hair when they wash your hair. That's, a- that's insane. I'm not going through that. So I'm trying to find like a lady that specifically does natural hair and like specializes in like black natural hair. Yeah. Like, I don't got to worry about waking up and I wash my hair and everything's straight. Down and the- I'll be as hard as I work to be natural. Yeah. That yeah. And, you know, and now my stuff is bone straight without without it without a straightener. <laughs> be for real. I don't even got a blow dry. It's just. Cried and died? No, I'm not doing that. Ooh, so if I can find one, that'll be great. Okay. <laughs> what about you, moms? Um, okay, so my rose is I have date night tonight. Um Love. And tomorrow we're gonna be painting each other um as both as Papa Smurf. I know I said we were gonna be Papa Smurf and Gargamel, but I didn't feel like buying any extra gargamel attire because I didn't I didn't bring my black drum suit. So we're just both going to be Papa Smurf, and I've got us our little hats. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, I literally like, Papa Smurf is crazy. <laughs> Wait, maybe you can, like, transition yours to be the girl Smurf? Oh, I don't got a blonde wig. You know what, actually? Let, no. I'm, I'm going to take a quick hiatus. I got to show you this hat. One sec. Y'all not going to be able to see it. But I'm, I got to I gotta show you this hat. We can see each other, so... Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. If you guys hear a little echo, that's because I'm in the kitchen right now. Okay. Y'all are going to have to listen. Or actually, no. Go on the story. You should post a picture on the story. Yeah, we'll post our outfits on the story. Okay. Look at this hat, Mom. Oh, that's cute. Oh, I wish you guys could see. It's really cute. It's really cute. I'm so... Okay, yeah. I take it back. You should... Yeah, no, no. Papa Bear. Or... Not Papa Bear. I'm not Nikki. (laughs) Papa Bear. (laughs) <laughs> Papa Smurf. <laughs> That's yeah. cute. But yeah, so I'm very excited. If you got the paint, I'm like, Lola, I'm going to paint your beard white and then I'm going to just make a makeshift beard for myself out of white paint. He's like, okay, babe. like it is, I, I can't tell you no. I love that about him. So, um, <laughs> like, he really just, he picks his battles. Okay. And then, so my bud um, is basically, I was going to just stay on the west coast for the entire basically um not event season um holiday season but my teaching company was just like can you please come back like we don't basically they don't have a lot of other teachers that they could have it as sub which is crazy because like mm. when i started i said i need these two weeks off why the week the week the first week i had off he's like Hey, I'm um, just letting you know you have class tomorrow. I said, no, I don't. Remember I told you? He's like, oh, yeah. Bro, 
I what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he scrambled to find a substitute. And now the substitute can't cover me on the days that I'm not going to be there for the remainder of the semester. So basically, they were like, look, we'll even fly you out to North Carolina and then fly you back to the West Coast. Because if this class doesn't go well, there's a potential that like other schools will talk to other schools and like a lot of our schools will get the program stripped away. Oh my God. Yes. Because like, obviously it's like, Oh, how did they do this summer? How did they do this spring? How did they do this fall? You know, like right. just talk. exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm basically getting flewed out to teach an hour for the, for like five weeks. Like it's crazy. It's like, okay. Anyways. But yeah, so that's a little bit crazy. Um, and then my thorn is I'm leaving Lola next week to get my apartment together. Cause I'll basically be staying with him for all of the holidays, which I'm very excited about. Cause basically my, my company went, um, remote for all of quarter two. So from November to January, I will basically be go- going back and forth between the West coast and the East coast because of teaching. But, um, yeah, I need to just get my house together. My birthday present to myself will be just getting a deep, having a deep clean of my house. Cause mm. I don't want to do that. I, I, that's not my strong suit. I'll do a little t- picking up here and there, but I don't, I don't want to do a Swiffer. I bought it, but I don't want to use it actually. Um, <laughs> and I just, you just got to know your strong suits. Like I, I'll cook up storm, but I do not like doing dishes. Like mm-hmm. I'll do them. But like, now that I have dishwasher that works, life has been changed. Oh What's my God. So yeah. Also a final thorn is I went over, I went to go say um, hi to Lola while I was like going to the restroom, like a, like a restroom break while we were making our um, outline and modern warfare two came out. And I guess it's a really big thing in the boy world or whatever. And he like, he kind of got scared when I opened the door and I gave him a kiss and he died. And I so he looked at me. Oh, girl, I said, what do you mean he died? It took a second. <laughs> That's how you know I'm not in that world. Cause I'm like, huh? <laughs> like I gave him a kiss and then he looked and it said, uh, game over or something like that. And he looked back at me and he, put his 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 head in his palms and just like shook his head. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so serious. Like this is really serious. <laughs> you can't just respawn. Like, come on. Well, he could. He showed is, and he's he's in there quiet. So I'm sure he could. Oh, yeah. This is like point. Just use some point. Yeah, use some stars. <laughs> Redeem some of them little coins and, re- and come back to life. Come on, bro. Bro, why was I playing? Why was he playing Fort? Like he was like going through like some skins on Fortnite, and I was like, "Oh, it looks like you don't have that many coins to like buy." Them. <laughs> and he was like, "I don't buy. I don't buy things off of Fortnite." I'm like, "Well, what are you talking <laughs> for?" Like I'm so confused. That's insane. That's, That's insane. insane. Imagine calling your man and be like. Hey, but hey, like you want some more coins? Like, he, like for his birthday, he wants coins on video games. I would really break up with them because that's childish. This is not a penguin. Bro, Griffin literally, he's like, "Can I just get some Fortnite coins?" I'm like, "You're, you're spit." Okay, that if that's what she wants, sure. Like it is. Like, what? But yeah. I can't even say nothing because I used to be on Stardoll all day looking for coins. You were spending money. Oh, okay. Spending real money, like oh my Christmas goodness, money. That I would get to buy <laughs> gifts was giving myself the gift of Stardoll. And I used to buy up everything on that app. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't think he buys skins, but I think he would just ward or something. Cause it's so funny because he 
he's an hour ahead of all his friends. So like he can't even start gaming until like nine because all his friends get off in it back in Arizona. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, are you starting to game? He's like, no, I'm going to start gaming probably around 10 because that's when the boys are going to be on. I'm like, that's dedication. The boys are on. <laughs> they have a whole group that like. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different world over there in boy world. But girl, let's get into the topic of the day. Okay, so we I've honestly been hinting at this episode for a while. I'm not gonna hold you in um previous episodes, but we're gonna yeah, be about- been planned since we got our jobs, Loki. Yeah, no, it has. Um we just kind of had an in-depth like outline session before this, just just kind of workshop what we would do, but um, this is basically all about us being black girls in corporate America and things we've noticed in the past one and a half months for Denasia and three months for me. Um, but let's go ahead and start with what our job descriptions are. Um, because I didn't even know my, my job was a job until I started. Um, so, I mean, I can, I can start. So I work at Cisco as a, and it, my title was a business analyst, but after a year in my company, that's when you get your t- official title. Um, so I'm a demand planner. And basically what that is, is I'm in supply chain and the supply chain industry is super hot. I didn't realize it. I didn't have it in, um, I didn't have a major in supply chain. It just happened to fall in my lap and is what it is. And basically I plan demand for the next eight quarters. So basically the next two years, I look at macroeconomics, microeconomics, um, what different companies are planning on booking. And it's just, it's very, basically I'm the end all be all on how many units the company actually buys for the customers. And I basically get judged like with my salary and how good I am as a planner on how well my, um, what's that thing called? My forecast is, yeah, how, how well I forecasted, how, what actually happened during that quarter and how well did I forecast? So that's, I basically am a forecaster. Um, and yeah, that's basically my job. What about you moms? Um, so my job, um, I work as a financial analyst at L'Oreal, um, and my team specifically, um, I work within professional products. So I basically handle like all different hair care brands within, um, L'Oreal. So that's like Redken, Mazzani, if you've heard of Mazzani. Um, yeah. y- you have? Mm-hmm. Period. Yes. I just got some Mazzani products. Girl, they use that at the um, at the hair salon. Yeah, exactly. So professional products essentially means that um, it's all products that are sold within salons and like professionals, essentially. So mm-hmm. um, on the marketing side, for example, there's a lot of people that work within my department that um, actually do salon testing to make sure the products work. Oh, wow. they'll, they'll, they'll do sniff tests to make sure the product smells good. Like it's really cultivating the brand from the bottom up. But mm-hmm. my end, I work in like commercial HQ. So I oversee all of the brands that work within professional products. Um, so global or domestic, um, I handle the budgets. I handle our trends. Since we're a French company, everything is kind of called everything that's different from what it is in the U.S. So like your quarters are essentially your trends in L'Oreal. Oh, I see. And yeah, so like I handle trends, I handle budgets. I look at how much each brand is spending and how much they should be, how much they're spending on um, campaigns versus what their target is. If we're hitting daily sales that we should be hitting, if we're low, what are we doing to stop that? Um, basically, it's it's a mix of like reporting and forecasting. And my role changes, um, my role changes in January and then it changes again next year on like what specifically I'll be working on. 
because when I was an intern, I did um, DMI, which is essentially international marketing. So I forecasted all the products that haven't been launched yet. So like I worked under CeraVe specifically, and I would look at all the CeraVe products that'd be coming out within the next like five years. And are they going to be effective? Um, Will they even get launched? If so, what are we going to have sales for? Is it going to actually do well in this country or that country? So um, definitely very interesting roles that I didn't know existed. And I, I majored in accounting. So I thought I would just be like plugging numbers. But like, no, they actually have me looking at real life data and like making sense of yeah. it. Yeah. Because I didn't expect to be doing all that. <laughs> and I, I love it. Yeah, I feel like I'm making a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, nobody wakes up and says, I want to be a demand planner when I grow up. But being a, <laughs> if you're a type A girly, I think an analyst um, yeah. is, would be very, very, would use a lot of your strengths. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, they, they try to act like just because you work in numbers, you're not necessarily a people person. But all day I'm connecting with people. Mm-hmm. All day I'm working with like eight different teams at once that all want different things. So you have to know how to be a people person. You have to know how to negotiate, how to problem solve on oh, top of you. Yes. Because honestly, realistically, a good portion of my job is just researching through having one-on-ones and asking pointed questions so I can get the answers out. And to, right. your, to your statement of negotiating, it's like, I came up with this number because of this. You came up with that number because of that. Can we come up with a solidified number? Because at the end of the day, I, I make the decision, but I still have to pull in from different people and different dashboards and say, this is my number. Are you okay with this? If you aren't too bad, so sad, but also what's your number and how can we come to solution? You know? Yeah. And I feel like half the, half the battle of being in an analyst role is knowing where to look for answers. Girl. Knowing where to start, knowing the, just having a good thought process. Like, I think it's really comes down to how you think. If you have a logical way of thinking through a problem, you can solve anything realistically. But it starts with knowing where to look first, because if you don't even know what database to start in, you're not even going to get far. And that's the the biggest demon. No, literally. And to your point about negotiating, it's also like, okay, you're working on a team. Let's say you're leading a project. Yeah. This might be your top priority project, but for everybody else, this is like number 30. Yeah. And I think like working, like I, since I work in the headquarters in New York for, for like USA, USA headquarters, it's like where all the action is happening, like the head office. So everyone is moving on like a thousand and the energy in New York is already like everyone is just very much fast paced that it's the most fast paced environment. Me personally, I've ever been in. And based on what my bosses have said, it's like, this is the most fast paced you're going to get working in a marketing finance essentially role. Cause I work in, I work in finance, but I work for a marketing company. So every aspect of my job ties in marketing in some way, shape or form. I see. So it's like, you have to know if you're leading a project, you have to push and push and push to get it done mm-hmm. because everyone else has eight other things they're doing on the, on the side. They're not about to be worried about your project. So yeah. You have to get people when you can get them, negotiate your time and their time, and be very strategic about how you plan your processes. Like if you're leading a project, have your internal deadline two weeks before. Mm-hmm. If something goes off to the side and someone can't help you on that day, guess what? Now your project is delayed for a whole month. Like you have to be very, very organized. <laughs> I was I was actually talking to a leader today and they were they were saying that basically Honestly, one of my biggest goals, and I'll get into it later, is meeting with everybody 
that I could possibly ever meet with under underneath the global planning umbrella in my first mm-hmm. year. And he was saying, that's really good because you want to meet you want to meet people before you actually have to talk business with them. Because mm. if you do end up leading a team or whatever and you need their help and they're like, oh, like you send an email like, oh, that's Denasia. Oh, that's Faith. I, I I remember I met with her. She took the time out to set up, set up, set up a one-on-one. And oh, you need she needs that? It, it might make them more inclined to help you faster. Yes. Oh, I can get you I can get you that by Friday. And then you ping them on Thursday, like, hey, like, you know, and even though they might everybody's trampled with a whole bunch of work. But it's just you know what I did tell her I would have that by Friday. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it done. Right. It's really people like networking and people skills because yeah. no one is going to want to rush and break their back for someone that's rude in the office. That's just point blank. Mm-hmm. Unless you have high authority and like the power to dictate that type of thing. Yeah. Um, at someone like us, which is very much starter level ground zero, mm-hmm. if you come in acting rude, ain't no one's going to pay attention to you for one. And they're going to be like, who does she think she is coming in here acting rude? And she's, three months in, four months in, not even a year in, you know, like yeah. you're not going to last long at all. Yeah. Um, but let's get, <laughs> we have, we're, we, we have covered a lot of base. We had like five minutes, but let's get into like question number one. <laughs> okay. Question number one, when did your corporate America journey begin? Like internships, co-ops, things of that sort. For me, it started right after I graduated high school. I jumped right into it. Um, yeah. I, I started working in like, uh, planning and event planning and marketing, um, which is my first official like corporate girl job. And uh, I essentially just planned kid like children's events around around um, like a place. I'm not going to list it specifically in Vegas because I don't know who be listening. And that's kind of weird. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't want nobody. I just don't like people going back and being like, oh, Nasia mentioned you in the podcast. And I haven't been there for like five years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I worked in like children's events um, for my first corporate job. And then I moved into political spaces and I started doing like internships for senators and the U.S. State Department. Realized I did not want to do anything in politics very quickly. And then mm-hmm. I was like, OK, like, let me just go back to what I wanted to do originally, which was business. So then I got into like more finance roles. Um, I worked for PwC and accounting. And then I found L'Oreal and I've been there ever since essentially like I I worked in a finance internship and then I got the full-time offer after that in this rotational program that I'm in so like I guess I should have explained like the background of my role and why I said my job changes is because I'm in a rotational role where essentially like for two years I'm doing rotations on different teams Mm -hmm. so I'm starting off on this team and it's basically a program built out to develop you as a leader and to kind of propel you on the fast track to becoming a CEO or a director or whatever title you want to achieve. So it's yeah. kind of like like leadership group that they're developing you now. And then when the two years are over, you get a chance to like determine what team you want to join full time, which I'm already full time. But like officially um, mm-hmm. you graduate the program. So like there's a long legacy of people. They call them like L'Oreal babies, people that started as interns that now work there, have been working there for years, but they went down the same track. So it's kind of like they bring back the alumni to come and talk to you and stuff like that. And my manager is actually, she graduated from the same program. Oh. Yeah. So it's cool because I work with everyone. Basically, a good chunk of my team are people that graduated from the same program. So you can see like in real time, they progress in their career to where they're at right now, which is crazy. Love. Love. Okay. Um, What about you, moms? 
Uh, for me, it started the summer of COVID. Um, I went to rep- that that fall before I got a scholarship to go to the Grace Hopper Conference, and that's the biggest like so- like STEM girly <laughs> conference <laughs> in the world. Um, so that was great, and I was just networking, and I ended up um, I was. I went to go get some socks because they were just giving out free stuff at conferences, especially at tech conferences. They give a lot of free stuff. Um, they had one booth had socks. And I said, whoa, I haven't seen socks. I only saw <laughs> great. Like candy and smoothies. I love socks. So went to the sock booth that I was like, I was actually going to go to like this, like, I don't know, some meeting that my mentor asked me to. And I was like, oh, let, let me just get some socks. But you have to give them your resume first. Like you can't just be grabbing stuff. Gave them my resume. Um, they were like, oh my gosh, like you have this. I basically had that I taught uh, kids Python and they love that. They ate that right on up. So um, make sure you do some extracurriculars in college because that's really what makes you stand out. Ended up getting an interview and that's kind of like unheard of for sophomores at that conference. And it was really just networking. Um, the lady didn't even make me do a coding interview, which is crazy for a software engineering position. I'm and- telling you, they like you. Yeah, you can jump through a lot of hoops pretty quick. Yeah, especially if you have a good personality. Like it yeah. goes a long way. Yes, yes, yes. And they love to ask, like, what? Like on a scale of one to ten, how good are your skills? They need to listen to that because I told her like a seven. Realistically, that was like a five. I was struggling that entire summer. Basically, that entire COVID summer, um, my entire dreams of being a corporate girly in Washington D.C. went down the drain. And yeah, I've been a corporate girly ever since. I worked at I worked for a defense contractor, basically coding for like um, things that things that governments put bid on. Like just read between the lines, I guess, like satellites and things like that. And then. Um, hated that, but worked there for about two years. And then I interned at Cisco and uh, didn't get a return offer for the rotational program that I wanted to be a part of, that my whole life was going down the drain. Um, interviewed twice because my name was already in the portal um, and they were just sending me uh, like uh, job interviews. And that's how I got my role. But I thought, I didn't know what my job was. I asked my manager. He said, just have a fun summer. I'll tell you August 1st. And now I know what my job is. So that's kind of... <laughs> My corporate America journey into finally being full time. But nice. moms, um, I know I mentioned this before, but how many months have you officially been full time in corporate America? Um, if we're not counting like Welcome Week, uh, a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my I will be three months in. It sounds like a baby or something. I'll be three months October thirtieth. Um, that's my ninety day. We have a 30, 60, 30, 60, 90-day plan that I'm on. So that's really the only reason why I know, but. Yeah. Um, if you could give your college self one piece of advice about corporate America to kind of just ease her into being into the corporate world a little bit easier, what would it be? Um, I'll give like general advice and I'll give like tactical, like 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 actual stuff you should know. Like general advice is that when you're doing interviews, remember that you're also interviewing the company. Like mm-hmm. you may not feel like Oh, I think this is also just like the mentality of like being a black girl in an all white space, especially in corporate. Like you kind of feel like, oh, I should I should be grateful that I'm even here. Yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna question, I'm not gonna push too much because like the fact that I have this job is is crazy enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't ever wanna like push the push the envelope too much. But I think when you're interviewing and when you're going through like the job hunting process, remember that they want you. They have this job open because they need someone in it. So mm-hmm. make sure that you are asking the people that work there how they like the company. 
Because if you talk to the people interviewing you and they hate their jobs and they're just doing this interview because they got told to do it, you're not going to like your time there either. I guarantee you. Like the general consensus is usually how people feel. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of etched out a lot of different jobs that I had done internships for. And I was like, ah, I don't think I want to do it. And when I came to L'Oreal and I talked to people, I'm meeting people that were like L'Oreal babies that have been there since they were fresh out of college and are now 10, 15 years into their careers still at the same company. And I'm like, if you can dedicate 15 years of your life to one company and you still want to continue working here despite Mm -hmm. getting other job offers from competitors. Girl, one of our top competitors, I got a job offer like two weeks ago. A recruiter on LinkedIn talking about she's interested. I said, you're a competitor emailing me. Yeah. Like this happens though. Like you're going to get people outside of your company giving you offers that you may think might be better, mm-hmm. but the grass might not always be on the greener side, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just say be careful with what might seem all glitz and glamour at first, like actually talk to the people that work at the company and see if they like their jobs. Because that's, had I not done that, I think I would have been in other fields or even other jobs or working for other companies that I probably would end up hating had I not mm-hmm. actually talked to people. Yeah. You? Um, I, I, I have two pieces of advice now that you said that. So my first one, for me, um, working for a defense contractor just really wasn't for me. Um, everybody is really like, yeah, I've been here for 20 years. I've been here for 15 years. Like very much grandfathered in. I think it's very politic heavy um in every sense of the word like because it's the government but also just because the politics and the company is just like oh I've been here so it's my my way the highway kind of I didn't meet have some great managers but I also it just felt like they were just too comfy there was no innovation you know so start being a such a new hire and you're just like dang like y'all could be my uncles and the thing is my my company there's a lot of people that could be my uncles and even grandpas but they're very innovative. They they want new new and fresh ideas. And I, I feel like at a defense contract, they're just like, yeah, this is the way it is because we work for the government. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think the government is already something that's very structured and organized. There's not much getting moved around without a lot of paperwork. Oh, no, exactly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, they're very, they're very stuck on their ways because they essentially are government employees. But to your point of interviewing, I feel like, Girl, you can cheat in interviews. You write down the questions that you probably are going to get. Write down your intro. Write, you use everything. Use a work from home interview to your advantage. Please. Mm. Because, girl, the Google Doc that I had of, like, my intro, all of my interests, all the questions that I've got um, got answered, da 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 uh, or got questioned about, like, I had everything down. I'm like, oh, I got that one. Yeah. And to your point about interviews, remember that they already have your resume when they pick you to be interviewed. I Mm -hmm. think I like, especially in the beginning when I was like interviewing for a lot of things at once, I was just trying to find a job. Like, I just felt like my interview was just me spitting out everything on my resume. Like, okay, I do good at this. I do that. These are my skills. This is my major. And that's it. It's over. But like, they already have your resume when they pick you. So use your interview as a chance to sell your personality, like mm-hmm. sell yourself as someone good to work with, not just I'm going to be a great worker, but like I am a fun person to hang out with after work. Actually, no, that sounds bad. Not like that. 
But like, <laughs> like I'm a good person to actually like chit chat if the meeting's running late and I can ask you about your family and your day. And I'm going to be someone that is courteous of the team and their time. And I'm going to go above and beyond on my job. Like it's more than just what's on your resume. They're looking to see who you are as a person, really. Yeah. Make it a conversation and ask them questions. Like, what are yes. you thinking about diversity in your company? How would you make me feel included as a black woman? Like, make them, they'll be like, wow, I've never got that question before. Right. And do your research on the company, too. Yep. Be like, I saw you guys had initiatives about this is not the third. How was that going? I, if I'm going to this company, I want to know what already exists and what I can build on. Girl. And benefits. I'm not going to hold you. My company has amazing benefits. Now, working for the government comes with its great benefits eventually, but you're not going to see them for a while. Um, ask about those benefits. Ask about the culture. Everybody I've had one-on-ones with, I always ask one of my key questions, and they love this one. And they're like, I'm like, why have you stayed at this company for more than a year? Mm. And everybody says a lot of stuff, but mainly the key word, the biggest word is culture. The culture. It's mm-hmm. very inviting. And I feel like my ideas are heard. Like that's that's an that's an amazing thing for multiple multiple people to say about the about the company. Right. Right. And you need to also ask on top of culture, ask them what should someone in my position know about the company right now going into it? What do, what do you expect from me as an employee? If if you're putting a gold star on the employee of the month, what has that person done to get there? So you can see what they expect from someone of your role. Are they expecting you to do the job of three people? Yeah. If they if they list out what their gold standard employee does and it's not something that you want to be doing, you do not need to be working there. Mm-hmm. No matter how good the salary looks, because I'm not going to hold you. I took a pay um decrease during my internship because I was like I hate being a software engineer I I think it was like Mm. like a five dollar pay decrease which is insane but if you don't if you hate it you hate it yeah and no amount of money is gonna make you love your job for one and you're certainly not gonna have time to even spend the money you're making if you're working 25 7 you're gonna be miserable miserable and my second point also I forgot um my second point of advice to myself Learn it sell. <laughs> oh, my, mom. oh my God. Learn it sell today, tomorrow, mom. yesterday, mom. every day. Moms, the way my trainer had to walk me through the lookup today, I had about, I think I had probably like an entire assignment to do for Excel lookup. I mean, V lookup. Mind you, this basically, which is crazy, this staff class that I failed during COVID. And had to retake and barely got a C in it. It's basically my entire job, which is crazy. <laughs> what are the odds? What, what are the odds? Uh, that one that I'm working in supply chain. It's like, that's just a, like, I, that, I feel like it finally dawned on me. Like, I'm working in the number one supply chain in the world. Insane. And, and, I'm, and I am making or breaking maybe, maybe that title. You know how crazy that is? That's a lot of responsibility and pressure on me. They're like, like, why did we hit the numbers this week? (laughs) They looking at you? Insane. Like, why would I have this much responsibility? Girl, swear. But yes, girlies, please, please learn Excel. Oh, Oh my God. Learn Excel. Learn Altrits. Learn Power BI. Okay. All of them. Niche. I will say, I mean, it is great to have in your resume, but 
I, I was I, I thought I needed to learn to Tableau. They already got these dashboards. They they have people making the dashboards for us. Oh yeah, no no. We use we use Power BI, but I also I I made an effort to learn alternates in Tableau because okay. if we need to use them, I want to be the expert in it. I see. Yeah, no. We we have like designated like a role, designated role for people that like actually make dashboards for us. Oh wow. No, I I'm building dashboards from scratch. Oh yeah, no. No. Cuz the thing is is that like Everyone wants a specific thing on their dashboard that sometimes it's better if you just make it yourself because they're not going to get it right. I we have so many dashboards. It, you're going to you're going to find what you're looking for. You, you just have to know where to look. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. No, I think like Power BI is newer in our company, too. So luckily, I already had experience in Power BI. So when I came in, it was like, okay, like I, I, my first project was updating a Power BI. Oh, wow. A daily report that gets sent out to like very high level people every yeah. day. And I'm like, this is a lot of pressure in this one report that I'm now <laughs> in charge of my baby. But yeah. luckily, I have that experience. So I would say top priorities learn itself because most of the other apps, no, they're not apps. Um, what's it called? Uh, what are these Apple called? Makers, girl, I don't know what they're called. Most of these systems, yeah, all feed off of Excel. Like learning how to formula build, learning VLOOKUP, learning how Tips. to build um a pivot table. Bro. Like just <laughs> even just simple hacks mm-hmm. of how to you know you can go through Excel and not even use your mouse. You can just yeah. use macros. You like all, all of the above, but. At the minimum, learn like just the different like simple formulas, VLOOKUP and pivot tables. Please, yeah. Learn how to sum. Learn how to do a sum if. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll go a long way. It'll save you a lot of time because there's a lot of things that I realized I was doing manually that there's an Excel formula for that. Mm-hmm. And if you have questions, Google it. Type yeah. in how to Excel and whatever you're looking to do, and I guarantee you, somebody's thought of it. Somebody's gonna thought of think of it, but the thing is, you're hopefully you'll have a trainer or somebody higher up that like can help you. And one thing about I feel like companies that like like ours, they're very open. That they might be like, a, I'm only gonna teach you this once, but they're gonna they're they're going to teach you because mm-hmm. you you're the new talent. You just have to ask. And the thing is, I get so anxious asking, but the thing is. There's no reason to be anxious. It's just me. Like I'll literally like toss and turn because I have to ask a person higher up than me how to do something because I'm not good at it. And I hate not being good at things, but I'm literally five in the grand scheme of things. Mm. So I can't I feel like a big thing of being a black girl in a corporate America is I expect so much of myself. And then when I can't pull through by myself, I feel kind of like ashamed to ask for help. I do it eventually. But I feel like I kind of waste a lot of time, like trying to workshop it by myself. And it's like, girl, if you just you don't if you don't know, you just don't know. Listen, I'm gonna say, especially within this past month, I kind of I've hit the ground running for sure. Like ever since I got on my team, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest thing that I realized is that if I can't figure it out in ten to fifteen minutes, I'm asking. Wow. And the reason I say that is because everything moves very, very fast. My boss, my well, one of my bosses, um, I was talking to them about like my career progression here. And he was like, at your level, and especially as you progress, as you submit things to me, I'm going to ask you at your level and at your expertise, you're a smart girl. Could you have got this to me earlier? 
Oh. And if that answer is yes, you need to think on how to be more efficient and how to get things to me quicker. Mm. So like I've learned very quick how to think like on a thousand. Like even I low-key have to like stop myself now because it, it'll it'll continue after work. Like I'll come home and I'll be like rushing through my food. I'll go in the shower. I'm like rushing to take a shower. I'm like, girl, calm down. Like you're good. Yeah. Like I think it's really it, I, I do say with a caveat, don't let your job, and if it's a high-stressful job, like I'm working in finance, if you're working in a high-stress environment, don't let that travel to the outside parts of your life because it's very easy to. But like if you find yourself doing it, check yourself. And two, um, find easier ways to do things. But if you are stuck on something, give yourself five to ten minutes to figure it out. And when you go to someone for help, make sure they know that you tried to solve the problem first. Yeah. You can be like, oh, hey, um, John, um, I tried to figure out this formula and I did this, this, that, and third, but it's still not working. Can you help me? Yeah. That way they at least see that you're not just asking for help just to ask it. Like you genuinely gave it a shot first mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not wasting their time. And if they are a busy person, try to compile all your questions and, and just go rapid fire. I'll take time. I mean, she's so busy. I'll be like, hey, girl, um, can I take 10 minutes of your time to rapid fire questions? Yeah. And half of them are like like five second answers. And I'm like, cool, now I can move on. But exactly. just be very strategic with like the times that you ask questions. I love asking questions because half the time I don't be knowing, so I need to know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like be strategic on how you ask them and make sure you try to solve it first on your own. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would uh uh-uh. I would never just, like I can't wow. figure it out. No, wow. I I gotta figure I gotta tr- at least try to figure it out myself. Easily. Yeah. I, I, I hate not being good at things either. Like, why am I not good at it yet? And it, it really does force you to sit back and realize why I don't know nothing. Very humbling. Let me just say that. It's like it's like that first semester of college. Like, wow. Yeah. But you're getting paid. But you're getting paid. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. How- but you're getting paid. And it's like, wow, like I'm getting paid to make differences in this company. Like, girl, really my job. This is really my life. I actually have to do this and be good at it. Yes. When I was telling my mentor what my role was, she was like, oh, I would hate that job. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because she's a project manager. So she does a lot lot of stuff. But like, realistically, I've realized with project managers, they can say one thing, but at the end of the day, the people that make the choices are going to decide what they want to do. You know, I'm the one selling the records. Like, you're not really... Exactly, exactly. So managing. Yeah. Shout out to project managers though. Because I got placed I got named product man project manager for a project I'm working on, on top of being the one to execute it. Mm. So I'm like leading the team, but I'm also the one doing most of the work. (gasps) And let me just say (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to project managers, because delegating tasks to people and not knowing if they're gonna follow through is insane. And very nicely in an email. Yeah, and having to ask people for things more than like three times mm-hmm. at my level, it's like, hi again. Um, can you send this to me by end of day? They're like, this who is, are you? This is very urgent. They're like, who are you? What rule are you? I'm asking directors to send me something by end of day, and they're like, this is an MT talking to me. MT mm-hmm. is management trainee, by the way. That's that's like technically what our program's called. Yeah, dang, sick. Yeah, sick. I know. And I'd be like, ah. Smiley face at the end, trying to like lessen the blow. <laughs> and people, 
on that, people try to make it seem like it's a bad thing to have like exclamation points and smiley faces. Sometimes they're necessary to not come off the wrong way. Especially those people don't know you. Those things rule the world. Gifts, emojis, and exclamation points rule the corporate world. Especially if you're working in like Teams or Google Chat. Yeah. Like you actually have those things. It goes a long way. A long way. A good little, it's my birthday, send you a gift. They're going to remember that. Yeah, for real. Quickly. Okay, mom. So now let's go into a rapid fire round of things that we were shocked at or things we just didn't know when we first got into the corporate world. Let's let's start off with you. Okay. Um, so the first few months, um, obviously, I just am about to finish off my third month. There's a lot of information being thrown at you and your brain will feel overloaded. In the first week, um, this was like planning week and it was just a lot of long two, four hour meetings. And I'm just sitting here like, what's going on? At, 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 honestly, uh, many times. I started disassociating because there were so many acronyms and big words and titles that I didn't understand. I just started like, it really settled in that this is what I have to do for the next like 30, 40 years to satisfy my travel, my travel bug in me, you know? And honestly, with that information that's being thrown at you, honestly, your first few months, you're just a scribe. You're writing down any and everything. And Mm -hmm. then you look back. And you're like, wow, okay, I, I understand what I was typing. At that point, I would just type in words. But now, week six, I understand what week three was talking about. Mm, and you'll see your yeah. of understanding what's really going on. Because that first week, you're like, I will never understand any of this. This is way too much. Like, imposter syndrome s- settles in, especially as type A girlies. Like, I'm just like, wow, like, they know so much more than me, all this stuff. But it's like, they hired you for a reason. I need you to remember, I need you to remember that they hired you for a reason. Mm. Affirmation of the week. They hired you for a reason. You are here for a reason. You would not be here if you were not qualified to learn. You don't have to be qualified to do everything right now, but you are qualified to learn and you're smart enough to pick it up. And they understand that you, you're only in your third month. And if they don't, you need to remind them, hey, just letting you know, like I am a recent um, new grad hire and um, I'd love to just understand more. If they're like just a little bit like nitpicky, like you should know this because some people just don't realize you're you're a new grad hire. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just assume that maybe because you talk so well or you're so eloquent or whatever, you know so much, you're not a new grad hire. No, not on top of that. I I told people not only did I just graduate college, this is my third week in the city. Please mm-hmm. cut me some slack. Like most of them already did, but if they didn't know, I would just tell them, oh yeah, you know, I literally just moved to New York um like two weeks ago. Yeah. Just so they knew, I don't even have the subway system down, let, let alone this Excel sheet you're showing me. I, see. I don't know what's happening, you know? So that wasn't really me asking for, like, sympathy or anything. It was just providing context. Context of why I'm asking you such a simple rudimentary, rudimentary question. Right. And it's also just a, a conversation starter because now it's like, oh, like, you're new to the city. Well, here's a – if you're into Thai food, this is a good place to go here. Like, it's a really good way to just – break the ice is just telling them what your situation is and if you move to a new city for that job make sure they know that yeah because that shows you're dedicated like if you moved across the country for that job mm-hmm. you're in it i start every one-on-one with i just graduated from arizona state university i'm an arizona native been there all, all 18 years 22 years of my life and i moved to, moved to rtp for this job they're like oh wow when then we start talking about humidity of course the whole dry heat it's, it's a whole thing but yeah it's it's it breaks the ice honestly um but what about you what's another one of your rapid fire ones mom um something that i was shocked at was just how accessible everyone is 
Like, yeah. I think I have in my mind this idea of like a hierarchy and I'm at the lowest level and I can't talk to someone at the highest level. Yeah. That shattered the second I came into this company because L'Oreal just makes a very good effort at making sure that you're not feeling like someone is necessarily higher than you just because they have a title than you. They don't hold, they hold executive power over you. They can make more decisions than you, but yeah. they're not better than you, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I realized that because the, the CFO and the CEO are just walking around the office getting lunch like the rest of us. Crazy. Crazy. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's the CEO. He in a chicken salad. Y'all better come get y'all one of these. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's insane. Now, I don't know if that's just because I have the visibility of seeing that because I am in the, the headquarters office. Yeah. Being able to schedule one-on-ones with these people and they're actually willing to meet you because they are wanting your shoes. And two, they just want to meet the new talent. Yeah. Isn't and I think I was just really shocked by that early on. Because I'm like, what do you mean I can just go up and talk to him? Don't you got a Bro. company to run? This company? This company? Yes. Like, for my company, there's several VPs, depending on, like, where you're at. But there's VPs, there's leaders, there's directors. Like, there's so much hierarchy. But to your point, my company makes it very accessible. Like when we we had a we had an, a happy hour, the VP, the director, the leaders, the managers, they're all chilling, drinking beers, like just chopping it up with me. And I'm just here like, I'm like, bro, this is insane. Like in my head, I see you. I see you in the directory because like we have a directory of how everybody lines up and like what your your like level whatever is. And I'm like, you're like six people on top of me, and you're chopping up with me about Crocs. Like, whoa, literally. Is this? Just just realize people are more accessible than you think. And especially if you're in a virtual role, set up a one-on-one and you'll see just how accessible and regular these people are. Yeah. When I tell you uh, the the, the theme song for my entire, like, first three weeks was put some time on my calendar. Put some time Mm -hmm. on my calendar. We can talk about it. Ping me about it. We can talk about it. Love it, Um, ping. Me and we can set up a meeting. And even down to the CEO, I met him, actually did meet him. I met him at the happy hour. Oh, wow. And everyone was like, my manager was like, you might as well go up there and talk to him. He right there. Get, like, he right there. So I literally went up there and chopped it up with him. And he was like, oh, wow, you're from the West Coast. Like, I hope you're prepared for winter. I'm not. But I'm thank not. you for your concern. <laughs> like, it's just, it's crazy. But, like, if you put your name out there and your face, especially if you're black. Yeah. Listen, there's not many of us up in there. There's not. Yeah. Yeah, go, you're going to stand out. You already stand out naturally, but just make sure they can put a name to the face. Oh, that's the biggest key. I think there's about three black people on the umbrella of global planning. Granted, my company is very diverse. Like we have a lot of people from Malaysia, Bangalore. Um, what's that thing called in Mexico? Uh, Guadalajara. It's I just don't see a lot of me, you know, but I do see a lot of diversity. Period. Yeah. 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 Um, but to that point, when you meet up with people with these one-on-ones, uh, another big thing is they're very regular. I need you guys to understand that, like, they'll be cussing in these one-on-ones. And I, if if you've been in, um, if you listen to any other of the episodes, like, I grew up not hearing the N-word unless, like, my mom was mad at somebody or hearing cuss words unless my mom was really mad at somebody or my dad was like, pissed off and even me saying piss is a big step because i i thought that was like a, it, that was the end all we all <laughs> like if i say piss like you know like i am hot okay so 
these people be like, yeah, I didn't give an S, like throw, throwing all these customers around. And I'm just giggling, like, you're uh, you're just comfortable saying that to me? Like, I, I don't know. I, I de- It definitely does interfere with the way you were brought up because I would never just expect an elder to just be raw dog and cussing. Elder. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like, I think with people around me, like, like I work with, like there's a, there's an incoming class. So like my class, essentially, we're all the same age. We're all fresh grads. We're all 22. But when it comes to like my managers and stuff, people that got years on me, I don't ever feel comfortable cussing with them because it's like, why? Oh, no. Like I my teacher. Yeah. I, I had a hard time not saying miss and mister. Bro, bro, they hate that. They're like, you're aging me. That That's my that's my dad. No, that's I'm like, you're the director of the company. You're a mister. I should call you John. <laughs> We're not at that level. Bro, I, I had to break out of that. All my internships, I'd be like, hey, hey, Miss Adriana. And she's like, you can just call me Adriana. Like, you're. Yeah, I really had to work on that one. Because cussing, I still haven't gotten to that one. Cussing in front of like managers, I still haven't gotten to I don't that. think I'll ever get that. Because I feel mm-hmm. like they already have a predisposition. And honestly, this may just be like a black girl corporate America thing, but I feel like they already have a predisposed image of what I am. And they may not. Um, and I'm just like, I don't want to add to that stereotype if you end up having it. Right. Exactly. You know? And my thing is like, for me, it's either all or nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm not about to sprinkle in a few cuss words. Because if I sprinkle in a few, it's going to be ones that they can be like, why did you say that? Yeah. I didn't mean to say that. You mm-hmm. know? And, and once I get a little too comfortable. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, not too much. You know? So much. I just, I, I'd rather draw the boundary. Yeah. Because now I'm like, oh, F is you talking about da 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 in the middle of the team meeting. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. That. You know, so I'd rather just not say it at all than to have to play this weird guessing game of like what's too much. Mm. And how comfortable are we? Yeah, no big facts. I would I would I would rather just be safe than sorry. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. What's another one that shocked you or that you learned, moms? Um, for me, I was also really shocked when I basically found out how quickly everything moves. Um, I just had to really change the way I was thinking because I'm just used to a more slow paced type of work environment, especially when I worked for like the children's events and like I worked for Coca-Cola. I did marketing for Coca-Cola for like two years too, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't as high paced as this. And I think I'm just realizing that like when someone teaches me something, they're expecting me to turn around in five minutes and be able to do it. Oh, wow. And I'm not used to having that quick, like, pick it up quick and be able to do it and do it well, like, and do it timely. And it kind of feels like when you're taking a test and everyone else is, like, getting up from the test and turning in their papers and you're still working. Mm. And you're looking up and you're like, why is everybody turning in their papers? This was a hard test. Yes. And y'all already done. No. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So I'm kind of like, I am adjusting pretty good, I, I would say, for my, like, for my situation, but yeah. um, it definitely is hard those first couple of weeks, even the first month when you feel like everyone else has it down and you're the only one that's still learning. But mm-hmm. something that helped me a lot was writing down everything. I don't want to be the scribe. This is, I'm going to make a distinction here too, though. Don't allow yourself to be the person in the room taking notes for everyone else. Yeah. Because I think what ends up happening is like you'll get in a meeting and they'll be like, oh, can someone take notes? And being that you're the lowest level person in there, they think you're supposed to be the one 
taking the notes because it's kind of a juvenile job. Don't mm-hmm. let them look at you. And also being the black girl, like being the yeah. minority in the room and let's see everyone in there is white. They might look at you to be the one to take the notes. Don't put yourself in a position where you are taking notes for the whole group. You should be the one contributing and talking about what you think rather than having your head bent down in a book to go send out meeting notes after. You're not the project planner. Mm-hmm. But I do take notes for myself. Yeah. Um, I keep like a, almost like a thesaurus, not a thesaurus, um, a dictionary of everything that I've learned and like a tutorial book of everything. I take screenshots. I record every meeting. And I go back and I take screenshots of everything they did on their screen. And I basically make a step, step-by-step how-to because yeah. I need to know how to do that in about 10 minutes. So I'm going to need something to reference and look back on. Facts. Um, so if you're like working remotely some days, it can be helpful if you can just record the meetings. That way you don't have to be stressing about writing every single thing they say down. Just go back and rewatch it. Um, I will say going back and rewatching it, I feel like in your fast pace, in my slow pace may work. But if you're fast paced, if you're like have that medium fast paced, screenshots have saved my life. Yes. Screenshots and put them in like if you have OneNote, if you have Microsoft. I love OneNote. For me, what I do is so we do quarters. So right now it's FY23 quarter two, but my first three months was FY23 quarter or FY22, FY23 quarter one. So um, I have FY23 quarter one, week one. And I've done mm. all 13 weeks. Like, and then let's say I get in a meeting, and this is another point. You need to figure out a way to keep tabs of all the meetings and people you meet because some people like to be nosy when they don't need to be. They'll be like, Oh, I didn't see you in this meeting. Oh, you didn't? Because I took all these notes. So I don't, mm. I don't you know, people, you I mean, I have saw me, but I was there. Yes. You may you may have not saw my face there, but the thing is like. You might even say hello and make a little joke in the beginning of the meeting. But if somebody doesn't think you're contributing enough or something, or maybe you left early and you and you let your manager know, but you didn't let them know because they're not your manager, but they're just nosy, they're going to be start pinging your other coworkers like, oh, I didn't see. Girl, you didn't have to see me realistically. <laughs> but I made sure the manager knew, as y'all can know, as y'all can probably tell, this is a real thing. I let my manager know, hey, Leaving the leaving the meeting a little bit early because um, I got an appointment. You don't have to be specific. It ended up being a massage appointment. That's neither here nor uh. <laughs> an appointment. Okay, appointment is an appointment. Appointment is an appointment. My calendar is blocked off. Yes, and the thing is, if the meeting's from three to four and it's go it's 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 about to be two fifty five and the meeting has is nowhere to be seen to be closed, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to leave. I got a a prearranged activity. Prearranged activity. Okay. You need to honor my time. But sometimes meetings go over. It is what it is. But just let you. Don't do. I need you to keep tabs on yourself so nobody else has to. Mm, And also don't feel the need to over explain yourself. When you said you didn't explain what the appointment is. I think we have a tendency to like. Oh, I'm going to miss this because I have to go here and then I have to do this. And then my mom's going to call me and that you do not have to explain yourself unless they ask, then maybe, but even yeah. still, no one is obligated to know what's going on in your personal life. If you have yeah. to leave early from work for something personal, do not send your manager a message explaining all that. Mm-hmm. Unless you, unless you feel like you're cool with them like that, but you don't need to over explain what's happening in your life just to feel like you can leave work five minutes early. Yeah, like for me, my 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 boss is big on as long as you get your work done, 
if you have an appointment on Friday and you know you're going to need a few hours, uh, don't take PTO. Just work extra hard Monday through Thursday and you're good to go. Right. And yeah. half of working remote is really just communicating. Yeah. Huge. If you're hybrid, if you're working fully remote, it's really just about letting your manager know what's going on. I recommend, like I've always said, baby, send a weekly report. What you did that week and what you're planning to do next week. Of all your priorities, that way it can never get it. You can never have anybody get it twisted on what you be doing at work. You I have see. a step-by-step, a week-by-week explanation of what you completed each week. And it also just helps you see, am I actually completing stuff? Like, yeah. am I just constantly working on the same project for five weeks or am I making actual progress towards it? Did I finish yeah. it even? So it helps you like keep yourself accountable. Yeah, for me, I have my weekly one-on-ones. And it also helps that I do have this with my manager every Friday. So, like, I have to make sure I can – I have things that I get done to tell him that I did on Friday. Um, Yeah. And we also have this thing where every Friday you check in. So, it's like, you said you were going to do these things this week. Did you get these done? Do you need to to roll them over to next week? How well did you think you used your strengths this week? What things did you hate to do this week? And what are your to-dos for the next upcoming week? And then the manager checks on that too. So I feel like we have a really good system of, we don't even even need to send the the weekly updates. Um, But if your manager really don't be checking for you like that, I feel like that's just good. And it's also good to think, look back, you have tabs on everything you've done for your raise. For me, I also keep tabs every single month. What did I do this week, this month that wasn't asked of me or that was more than my job title? Right. Yes. Yes. Keep tabs on yourself. On top of that, ask what even is the qualification for you getting a raise? Like we have specific standards and guidelines as to what it means to get certain raises. So it's kind of like a, like a breakdown. And I, I had a meeting with my manager to break down what each tier meant, because sometimes that, that those words and that like description of meets expectations, exceeds expectations. It's kind of like a report card. It's yeah. very vague. You don't really know what you're being judged on. Mm-hmm. So like you must, you have to have a, you must have to have like a, like a sit down, a one-on-one with your manager to explain what do I need to do to exceed expectations? What's uh, the difference between meeting them and going above and beyond? Give me an example. Six months to a year before promotion season comes. Yes. You need I to, had, to, I had a meeting about a month ago. I said, what I, I know right now is bonus promotion season and I'm not eligible to do it because I just started. So what do I need to do in the upcoming year to make sure I'm on that list of promotions and so I can get these stock options, all of the above. And exactly. he, he listed everything. He said, you need to do this or that. And just check in with yourself every few weeks. Okay, what have I done to get to that? Just always mm-hmm. have that in your mind because money is on my mind. <laughs> okay? Like, every day. Got my mind and my money and my money is on my mind. Okay? Um, but another thing, I feel like this is a big thing. For me, I think this may just be a type A thing. But check your email every morning and accept and decline those meetings because if you just let those meeting invites go by you might miss a really important one and it's going to be if they set it up it's going to be on their calendar but if you don't accept or decline it kind of shows that you lack initiative because you didn't accept that meeting and you you don't show up to it and they're like well i set up i set this meeting up for them to teach them this or learn about or 
just meet them in general and they didn't even have the audacity to check their email to accept it. Because I really be feeling some type of way when when I set up one-on-ones or set up meetings and they don't accept it. So I'm just sitting there like, are you coming? Are you late? Like I ping them. They're nowhere to be found. I don't know. It kind of just seems like, dang, you don't really care. Like I said, this up like two years, you know? And on top of that, uh, (laughs) this is for my girlies that suck at texting back. Um, Replying back to emails late is not the same as if you can just text your friends back late. No. You can't reply to emails late. No. (laughs) I think I really, like, the first week was when I was like, oh, girl, I'm about to reply back to them. No. You need to reply when you see it. Yeah. You need to reply as soon as possible. When you wake up in the morning and you're headed to work, I try to get there like five to 10 minutes early just so I can have like five minutes of peace to just go through all my emails and reply back yeah. to people. Because people be sending stuff overnight and you might miss oh. it and go straight into your day. I'm like, why aren't, why, aren't, why aren't you in bed? Why are you sending emails? For real. So just be very mindful of the fact that people do send emails overnight. Um, you might have to scroll down a little, but it helps if you can just hash out what your day is going to look like and reply back to all your emails before you get started. Like I start at nine. So like 8.50, I want to make sure I know what's happening in my day. So I'm not just getting thrown into it with no clue on what's happening. Yeah. And, yeah. and to the point of like meetings, if you're like, oh, that time won't work for me or I don't like work. I don't like meeting people during that time. That's my lunch break, whatever. The people will throw things in your calendar even when they see it's conflicting. Like they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. So if needed, pr- propose a new time and like write a note like, hey, um, does this time work better for you? Night, like afternoons work better for me on these days. Da, 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 da. Just just give a little explanation. Um, but just accept and decline those meetings. Like, and, and just go, just, I love when my mailbox is at zero. Oh my goodness. Oh, mine ain't never been at zero. Not gonna hold you. I came into the company with like 50 emails. What? Yes, like stuff they had been sending to my email before I was even joined yet. Oh wow! I said, oh yeah, y'all y'all got the wrong one. I'm not the one. I barely reply to texts. Y'all not. If this was sent a month before my start date, it's above me now. Wow, that's that's insane. Okay, what's another one that you were shocked or you learned or etc. Um, for me, I was really shocked that. I, okay, corporate, I, I don't know how to phrase this without making it, without scaring anyone that's headed into corporate, but corporate is is a hard, a hard place to be in just because corporate doesn't care. Don't. They don't care. Um, now, that isn't to say the people don't care. I work for a company where I love my team. Like, I can genuinely and confidently say I, I love my team and I love who I work with. I got and- lucky. Yes, got very lucky. Like, because there's teams that aren't there that aren't necessarily going to be as helpful and as personable as mine. Mm-hmm. But for for now, I think I got placed on a really good team to start off with. But I will say that the actual business structure of corporate is unforgiving, regardless of what's happening with you and your life and your learning curve in the job. It don't change the fact that that report got to be on Monday. Yeah, it don't yeah. change the fact that at least for me. The people in Paris is waiting every day to see what daily sales is looking like. So I need to submit that report. Oh, wow. Like, it does not matter. It does not matter what's necessarily happening with you in the grand scheme of business, which sucks because it shouldn't be like that. But I think me learning that early on, it was a very hard pill to swallow. But it made me realize that, like, you can't necessarily 
use excuses like that all the time, like you could have in school or yeah, in yeah. less high stakes environments. Like me um, feeling a little sick today and not being on my best 100% doesn't mean I'm able to turn in a horrible, a horrible Excel sheet. Like, you know, like those two just don't correlate. And it's not necessarily that the people in your job don't care that you're sick. That's not mm-hmm. it. They, they want you to be better. It's just the fact that this still has to be done. Yeah, there's, there's deadlines. There's deadlines to meet. There's things to do. And life goes on. And that's such a hard pill to swallow when you're used to being the main character and everything is going your way. It's not mm-hmm. going to go your way because you're no longer calling the shots in corporate. Show ain't. And even if you are, you still probably aren't. There's someone higher than you that's still calling shots above you. Mm-hmm. And I think the quicker that like I, I learned that, the easier it was for me to like kind of adjust and stop feeling so sorry for myself because I'm like oh my god like I just spent an hour and a half being lost on the subway and now I have to come into work and start working on this Excel sheet at like 901 and it's like girl okay 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 it's yeah, well, 930 so you better get started like yeah. you know like it sucks but it really is kind of what I've had to learn and I think if you're gonna go into a very high stressful environment or like high stakes I don't say high stress but like high stakes, if you're going into a high stakes environment where there's deadlines and pressures, I think it's very essential that you prep yourself for that ahead of time. So you're not like shocked, culture shocked when you when you first join. I feel like there's no prepping until you get there. Like you can you can do you can do as much prepping as you want, but you don't know these people's backgrounds, how they're going to act realistically, because you don't know your team. You might know who hired you. But that's it. Once you get in there, you're like, I mean, I mean like for yourself, don't, but be prepared to not feel sorry for yourself. Gotcha. And even if you do, don't don't cut yourself some slack. But like, just be prepared to realize that like they're they're considering you and they're treating you like a grown ass adult. Bro, they are. You're not a kid. Like, even though you may feel like a kid, I've been feeling like I'm 18 for the past like I'm 22, and yeah. I'm like. What do you mean? I'm just a little 18-year-old girl. No, you're not. I'm still a kid. I'm still a kid. Guess what? They don't see it like that. They see you as a performing individual that they hired to pay this this pretty salary to. Yeah. And they're expecting you to perform, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, yeah. Another one for me is when you, especially if you're like vir- uh, virtual and then you get the chance to go in office, when you look good, you feel good. And you, like Danaja said, she saw her CEO just getting a chicken sandwich. Like, you you never know who you're going to meet in the office. Um, and some people, you might not even know who they are, but then you realize, like, down the road, like, oh, my gosh, they're pretty high up, and they just were talking to me, like, just regular. Um, for example, in my office, people will literally go to the gym and then come back and do work. Like, no shower, just vibes. I hate that. <laughs> because funky coochie in the workplace is crazy. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, because we have a gym on campus. So, like, yeah. And, yeah. We have a gym, bro. Okay, so we, we have, like, an Equinox across from our... Oh, wow. So bougie. Yeah, so bougie. So they have showers. But if I, like, I mean, if you purposely choose not to use the showers, that's insane. Yeah, so people will come, like, they look like they're about to go to a barbecue. So when they see me and, like, my, like, business casual, more so business casual slash professional vibe, like, oh, my goodness, like... You come to work professional every day. <laughs> do you wow. know what I would do if I didn't come? If I wouldn't even feel safe, 
I like not wearing like a nice skirt or like a nice pair of slacks and like a nice top to work and just looking regular. Look, look like I'm about they, a lot of people look like they go into the park. Girl, listen, it, at L'Oreal, I feel like I'm in a Zara ad for real. Like it's I, giving runway. We have diff- very different experiences. No, cra- it's it's insane. Like I I already was like very modest dressing, but I realized it's not necessarily modest at L'Oreal. It's very chic. Like yeah. everyone just looks like they just came straight off of like an H and M ad. Crazy. It's so like I don't know how to describe it. It's just very like like New York socialite style. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like blazers with feathers and bright colors and like. Oh, wow. Yeah, like like it's like professional, but make it the most unique and fashionable way that you can look professional. With like mm-hmm. kind of push it, push the boundary just a tad bit. I see. Much. Yeah, I see. So I, I have a blazer with feathers now. Wow, <laughs> for show, and I'm whipping that thing out pretty soon. When it gets like real, real cold, I'm wearing that yeah. on in the office mm-hmm. with a nice little skirt and some boots. And you got the whole thing up, up there. I got it all planned. Listen, I I, I wore a, um a beret the other day. Moms, you didn't take a picture. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to go get a get an alpha check. But yeah, I wore I wore a bright blue beret and I had a matching blue top. Like I was really embracing the Frenchness. Please, I said somebody go give me a croissant. But I don't. I don't like you. Speaking of accents, um, for me, I have I work with a lot of people from Bangalore and uh, Malaysia, and I'm not used to those accents. Um, and so what I will say is, I mean, you're going to have to pay attention in every meeting, but especially in those meetings when they're talking about numbers and you're like, I don't know if it was a five or a nine, you just said, if you have the opportunity put on captions, captions have saved my life. And the more you set up meetings with these people and like get to know them at who they are and just hear their voices a little bit more, because like. For me, I don't hear an Indian or um, an Indian or Chinese accent every day. But if I'm setting up one on one with these people, meeting them, understanding how their accent works, um, it's a bit easier when we get into the business meeting because I'm like, oh, I I've heard that accent more times than I'm used to, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what she's talking about. But on the off chance I still don't, after all that, put them captions on. Mm. Girl, it's just clarify. Okay, and I also think it might be like a cultural barrier, but sometimes um, I I've I found that people from like Malaysia they don't really care that you're a new hire. They're like, oh, it's this, and they'll give me the highest level description, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, obviously you don't want to explain. We're in a six person meeting. It's only thirty minutes. We got we got. 12 minutes left. Let me write down this high level thing and then ping my trainer. Like it's just a lot of running around trying to figure out what the definition is. Right. That's really what it is. And sometimes you'll feel that. And I'm like, dang, she don't like me, but it's, it might really just be the culture. You can't take things to heart. Don't take things personal corporate. Oh my gosh. Unless they tell you it's personal. Maybe it's just cause like, I realize people are a lot more direct than you think. If someone yeah. doesn't like you, they'll probably let you know in some way, shape, or form. You can in tell. My culture. They're just very direct. Yeah, like sometimes it's not about you at all. It, and, that, and that's hard to swallow. Yeah, that's, it's not you. 
<laughs> it's not you. It's just them. And just just take it with a grain of salt and keep it pushing, Buckaroo. You got other things to worry about, realistically. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, moms, moms, we're like we're like really pushing time. So can we just we we're like 120. Okay. Um, Let's just skip three to six month goals and go straight to affirmation of the week and question. Yeah, we can put that on Instagram. Yeah. Or we already did the affirmation. Oh, you're right. Okay, let's just do. Um, uh, maybe we should just do. Should we save the call from the request line? Just do. Why would you say that? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope you guys learned a lot from what we've learned. I mean, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to do, you're going to feel dumb and you're going to feel like, wow, like I did good in school. If you're type A and even if you didn't do good in school, you're just like, I was, I survived school and now I'm thrown into this environment where like, I don't know anything, you know, but you will get through it. And everyone that you're working with has been there at that point. So if they don't show you sympathy, they probably just a little too big headed and didn't forget like what they went through when they first started, but don't let other people get to you. As long as you have a good attitude and you're willing to learn, it goes a long way and ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you will survive. But um, as we said before, our affirmation of the week was that you got hired for a reason. Yeah. You are here for a reason. You're here for a reason. Exactly. And if they didn't want you there, you wouldn't have got hired. You wouldn't be getting that paycheck every Friday or every two Fridays or monthly. That really is what keeps me pushing. Listen, I got a countdown. I'd be like, okay, payday is um, da da da. My first paycheck. To with that moving bonus. That's the most money I've ever seen in my account. Ever seen? I mean, after taxes was crazy too, but still, that number of taxes was still pretty huge in my account. Girl, I went to Soho the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mm, what do you want to eat today? What do you want to buy today? I think I need a new shirt. We eating like things tonight for real. Okay. Oh, but okay. let's get into our why would you say that? Um, because it's already a, a very long one of our longest, I think maybe our longest episode. Moms, what what are your why would you say that? So, you know, Twitter just does it for me every time. Every time. Um Someone said, ladies, what's the wildest lie a man ever told you? And this girl going to say, I caught him with a hickey on his neck, and he looked me dead in the eye and said, you know my chain is fake. <laughs> Chains don't turn. What? Why would you say that? Hickeys aren't green. Hickeys. <laughs> Take that fake gold off and get out of my face. Don't ever talk to me again. That was one of my favorite trends on Twitter this week. I'm not going to hold you. All of just the great, like, what? What? Like, men just be men. Let's just say that. Bro. Hold on. But, but, to, but to that point, I saw one that is still stuck in my head to this day. My memory is crazy. So, you know it had to be good if it's still up here. Basically, this this woman found a tampon in his, his, uh, her man's car. And she was like, what is this? He was like, oh, it's yours. My, this was a trans woman. Be so for real. Come on now. Be so for real. A tampon. Feel better off just saying he gets nosebleeds. Because <laughs> where is this tampon going? Where? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Would okay, you say- what's your second one, moms? Girl, and then someone said, I tried talking to a creative fashion N-word, and he asked <laughs> me what the fit looking like for my grandpa's funeral. So that was the end of that. 
Bro, when I saw that, I said, literally, no way. And I believe that because as someone that is dealt with the little fashion artsy guys, yeah. they think everything is, is a reason to step. We're yeah. Target, and we're not even going to like the whole, like the food section. We're going to like the paper towel aisle. You don't need to go put on all that. You're not Mr. Put It On. <laughs> they all want to be him. Not everybody can be him. Okay. Not everybody can be. And you know, that was a good tweet. When I sent it to Denasia, and Denasia sent it right back to me, and then she opened it, and she, I was like, we both sent it. Crazy. I'm like, they all want to be Hemi Turner. But every single every one. Hemi I'm, I'm not going to hold you. Lola was wearing some Hemothy pants. <laughs> and basically, they were like, I don't, the only way I could describe him was Hemothy pants. And basically, he put them on. I said, you got that stuff. Oh, that's good. He got that on. He got that on though. Got that on though. This is fashion. This is fashion. It was so good. Oh, they had they had little buttons on the bottom. They were so great. Oh, like cargo? No, that no. Lola wears. He's a, he's a cargo boy for uh for life. But they had like there were like some nice black pants. But towards the bottom, they had like you know the buttons that rip and then you can put them together. Yeah. He had those with like some fours and like it really gave fashion guy. And oh, as, period. No, yeah. listen. Lola really takes care of his upkeep. Like he he will put on an outfit to go to Walmart because he's like, I don't want nobody seeing me on my low. And I'm just like, bro. And I'm sitting there in, in sweatpants and in, 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 in one of his shirts. <laughs> no, I, I listen. Out here, I've realized where I can go looking crazy and where I can't. Mm. There's certain parts of Manhattan where they gonna look at you crazy if you are dressed crazy. Mm, yeah. Like, like I can't wear no sweatpants up here. I need to go bring out the feather blazer. Crazy. Or they gonna think I'm stealing in the middle of the Zara. But that's not that's that, that that's not the point. Um, moving <laughs> on. That's why would you say that? <laughs> okay, so basically, there was this woman who had like a 30 year old. Like, I don't think we could put this on the story simply because I'd be forgetting who's on who follows us. And I, I just don't want them. I, I have one person in mind that I just, I, she's not, she, she can't see this. <laughs> but basically, there was this lady, she had a thing that she was holding up, like the, the kind of thing that Denasia held up that had like type A black girls for a graduation picture. And she said 30 years to life and her birth date. And she had this, she has like this pearl thong, but it's, <laughs> I it's, saw that. it's thonging her Miss Girl and back. And somebody re, um, what is it? Quote quoted it and said, "Them pearls tearing that pearl up." And it's swamps. <laughs> no, okay, wait. To describe this picture, because I don't. If y'all haven't seen it, you might not understand how bad this is. It's a reverse thong. <laughs> Her whole coochie is out on Twitter. Let me just say that. Oh. And it's one string of pearls going up the middle. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Absolutely. It's a birthday photo shoot, and she thought that was the one. That, I mean, her makeup is on point. The hair on point. Everything else ate, but the underwear. I mean, it was a good wax. It was a that's a great wax. Listen, sugaring, but that's I a sugaring appointment laser. I shouldn't see that though. I shouldn't. Why did you zoom in on her coochie and just show me that? You, you're sick. No, I wish you guys could see because Faith just zoomed in and put the whole coochie on the camera. The whole thing. <laughs> I'm thinking she's going to show me the, the actual tweet replies. <laughs> I 
my whole screen was just filled up with pearls and coochie. <laughs> okay. I can't say she had it on. I can't <laughs> say she was misput it on. I can't because she I didn't put it on. Nothing neck was on. Up, neck up, absolutely. And then she has like this shower curtain background. I just, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> All around, I think photographers should learn to say no. Yeah. I think it's, you know, like just like tattoo artists. You, you got it. Sometimes you, you need to say no. Don't get that. Do not tap that girl up with that man's name on her face. I don't know if you saw that either. The girl that got the whole man, like literally got his name tatted. It was giving some like Krishan and, and Blueface stuff. Like had his whole name up her cheek and, and a picture of his face like on her cheek too. And no. she, was, she was so serious. I'm what not going to hold you. The girlies that are like, I would never tap my man's name. I, I, I couldn't get behind that because I would get that man's initial on my finger. I would. Oh, babe. I would. I'm, I mean, some of these men aren't deserving. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if that's your man, that's your man. But, like, may, maybe not on your face. You not know? on my face. I would. I no. love. I thought you meant on your face, girl. I said. I, no, sorry. I said finger. Girl, I said we need to have an intervention. Because if, if you if I see you next time you got Lola tatted on your face, we're gonna have to have a combo. Imagine. Because how we just had this whole episode on corporate girls in America and you wanna show up to work. <laughs> the way I have to put makeup on every single day. And let's and say it rains. Like Kat Von D level. Let's just say it rains or it's a sweaty day, and and and, and now the L is showing. Like what? <laughs> yeah, no, Lola is honestly the best man in the world for me. Like literally soulmates for life. But a face tattoo is crazy, and I I've been trying to tell him to get my name or like my birthday. He's like, I'm gonna get my mom's birthday. And the thing is, our our birthdays are the same, so I'm just gonna imagine that that's my birthday on his oh, own. Yeah, that's your birthday then, because <laughs> it is. No, exactly, exactly. Oh, um. I wish I could get behind that. I really wish I could. Because I wouldn't even get my own initials tatted, let alone somebody else's. Like I, I mean, like I like I want an elephant tattoo. I think I want like symbols, like things that symbolize yeah. things to me. Like not necessarily names or like dates or anything or initials. Like I want like an elephant or like like things that mean something but are like images, if that makes sense. I see. No, um, whenever I do buckle down and honestly stop being a baby and getting a tattoo, I'll be getting a red S in honor of my sister who passed away in high school. And then that's been a tattoo I've wanted since 2016. And then me and my sisters want to get a sister, a sister tattoo. They start talking about some, let's get her whole name. I'm not getting seven letters. I could barely get one. I'm not doing that. We know how big, ba- I'm a cry baby. I'm not doing that. That's Probably a lot of it's, it's just seven letters. I don't care. I told you what one red S and that's it. <laughs> they don't want to look like your face. Stop being a baby. I don't care, y'all. know I don't care if you're calling me a baby. Well, if you get it in a place that doesn't hurt as bad, bro. Fair through seven letters. It's a it's a meal. I can barely get a flu shot. I barely oh, got a flu yeah. shot. I was gonna say, like, I think piercings and tattoos are kind of the same level. So if you can't handle like piercing pain, I mean, that's a one and done. And the thing is, I knew what I wanted my face to look like. So these were like, you, you'll you be that cool girl. So you need to get these. Mm, mm-hmm. I saw this girl on Twitter, freshman year of high school have it. I said, all right, well, that's what I, I got. 
I need that. And that's why I have the double. She influenced me. She's 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 an influencer. She influenced. This is why I have double piercings. It's because of her. <laughs> yeah. Girl, this episode is getting long. Girl, we long. Yeah, we're just chopping it up. Yeah. Um, but thank you for if you if you listen this long, thank you for listening. If yeah. you are an incoming corporate girly, please DM us with any questions that you have. If you've yeah. been a corporate girl for however long you have, we don't I mean, we have a very like big range of people that have been listening to us. So yeah. if you have been someone that's been corporate girl live in for a long time, send us your tips. We'll probably post them on our story. Um yeah. yeah, we're gonna keep on I think we should keep on updating this as an episode, maybe like in a future season. Yeah. Because we're only like we're we're less than six months in, you know, mm-hmm. like there's so much that you learn within your first three months. So I can only imagine like in a year. Oh, um, absolutely. So we'll keep you guys posted on things we learn, tips, crazy stories, all the above. Just follow our social our socials individually as well as type of black girls. Mainly type of black girls, that's where we talk do a lot of our corporate posting. Um and just see how we progress. Because, like, when we get promotions, we're going to be like, hey, y'all, cheers. Got a promotion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Follow us on Top of Black Girls on Instagram. And we love you guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See you later. Bye.